Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Daniel Eden. I'm Samuel Carr. And this, my dear friends, is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. ちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんちんち
What about yeah. you guys? Yeah. My, uh, I remember that being a show that dad watched when it was on and uh, him like trying to watch it like on his weekends or something like that and us being like, I don't want to watch this. This show's stupid. It's not funny. I don't get it. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> then, you know, cut two years later. This is like in the early Netflix streaming days because this was back. I remember when I had like a disc. You had to put a disc into your like oh, yeah. your system to get the app like before there was like app downloads that you could have. Oh, uh, you don't remember that? No. Oh, this is Mm-mm. early. Yeah, this is like this, this is like that Jeremy is seventy-five years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like an AOL disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you had to put it like I think That's I had awesome. it in my Wii, like, and then I accessed it through yeah. the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, I remember watching that uh, and Weeds, like those are the two shows that I watched, like, and um, I remember texting Dad. And being like, dude, you were right about both of these shows. They're great. Because <laughs> I didn't watch them, like, originally. And Weeds was, like, still in, but it was, like, in its, like, fourth or fifth season at the at the time or whatever. And Dad text, texted back, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who, who, who the fuck are you? He, te- he This is, yeah, he, he probably texted, like, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> who, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? It's your son. Who does? New new phone. Who the fuck is this? You started your message with, hey, dad, who? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dad, I just wanted to let you know I watched Weeds and I watched Mr. Show. And you were right. They were both really good. But that was like. I'm totally kidding. We're talking like at least 15 years ago at this point that I watched it. So I don't know now if I watched it, if it would hold up. Certainly the character has a couple moments here that I'm like, ooh, questionable even for 2002. Oof. Yeah. But uh yeah, beyond What do that, you mean? A couple we'll of, get there. A couple we'll of get... left bombs dropped what? in this movie. Hard ass. Oh. Ooh, very unexpected hard ass. Yeah. Yeah, who's re- who of the five writers or or whatever is responsible for the uh the F bombs <laughs> in this script? Yeah, mm. Jay Sicard. Honestly, no, is. you know what? <clears throat> Doesn't matter who wrote him in the script. It's David Cross's responsibility as the guy who like who is that character. So it's like if he wants his character to say that, then he's gonna say it. And if he mm-hmm. doesn't, he'd be like, Hey, I'm not gonna have my character say that. Sure. Mm-hmm. I would I would, you know, be like, I'm not gonna do that in certain situations. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the intention is and again, because I'm not as familiar with the the sketch show, if the intention really was more of a biting satire on rednecks and be like oh yeah they're all racist and homophobic pieces of shit then the message is not coming across in this movie that warrants the ability to say that and get like have it be a satirical moment it just sounds like oh you're using the word and it's not cool sure well i do think they kind of play it up a little bit with the patrick warburton international gay conspiracy That was pretty hilarious. One of the the few bits that lands in this movie, to be perfectly honest. For sure. I only laughed a couple of times, and that was one of them. So, yeah. Uh, I I didn't. There's not a good plot summary. uh, Go figure. And uh, (laughs) I didn't take any notes this time. So, I'm doing this off the top of the dome here. But I did just watch it a few hours ago. So, here. 
Uh, it's not structured like a Mr. Show, and the brilliance of of a Mr. Show, I think, in many ways, is is that connected that little connective tissue between each segment of the episode, whether it be just a phrase or an image or just uh, they pan to a television screen and suddenly now we're showing uh, we're focusing on the television show parody that they're doing. I just uh, the flow of that show is really fluid and uh, revolutionary. There's not a lot of shows that even tried that after that. Like I think of maybe Kroll Show. Have you did you watch Kroll Show, Sam? I've seen a few episodes. Yep. He connected it with characters, and, and eventually they would cross over into each other's segments. But uh, and then just the the very Gen Xy and uh, sardonic uh, glib in many ways, sense sure. of humor, dark. Uh, I'm a big uh, Scott Aukerman fan. Okay. I uh, comedy Bang Bang and. Uh, is you talking you to uh, with Adam Scott. So I the, the cameo I was most excited to see was his at the end as one of the kidnappers. And uh, in one of the most funny scenes, uh, the movie with the fat kid uh, <laughs> kicking ass <laughs> with an original song. <laughs> just his expressions really sold it for me. Just his, his, his satisfying after beating the shit out of and surprised at his own skills yeah <laughs> bewildered but uh yeah that was cool uh anyway i, I guess we could we could get into it uh i'm just stalling so i can try and remember here no uh, i think uh, what i was gonna say what you were saying about like that gen x um kind of feel to it and like the it definitely feels generational is what i was gonna say like that the style of comedy the style of jokes the delivery of jokes even like the squad of people you mentioned kroll show and it's like gen x had that the next step down would be like kroll and mansukas and all those guys who kind of came out and they all kind of come up together and do the same stuff and then we're gonna see who's coming next i guess after that but um sketch comedy isn't isn't dead i guess uh, <laughs> they're still doing snls even though they're not nearly as good as what they used to be um in my opinion, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how the yeah. movie starts. Uh, he's driving in his car and uh, Sweet Home Alabama is playing and uh, he pulls up and then he gets out and he goes to his job as a janitor at the uh, Dennis Miller's there. Yeah. He says, uh, you got a mullet, babe. Cha cha. I'm going to make fun of you. Was this a year after? <laughs> it's like dirt. Yeah. It's, yes, it's a year. It was made the same year, and then like so, 2002 is like confusing because I think 2001 was when it had its like premiere at like what Sundance or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that's one of the only reasons why this movie counts because otherwise it was straight to DVD. <laughs> we uh we don't typically cover straight to DVD, but if it has a a a, a legit festival premiere, right. then I like you know I got give it a, a little bit of credit. Um. I was but trying yeah. to remember if I had seen it in theaters before, because I probably saw it when it first came out. Uh, or maybe, no, I think I saw it right after I got married. So it would have been 2006, probably, or right before, when I first saw this movie. And I was watching it at a friend's house, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, I love David Cross. I love, you know, Arrested Development and Kung Fu Panda, which is the two what'd things that come to of, mind. Uh, speaking of Kung Fu Panda, what would you think of Jack Black's cameo? That song is so good. <laughs> right before I got on this call, I was singing it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, he sells go it. Just, to this. Yeah, there's some like 
there's enough original songs of this to like war the mandy patinkin one too (laughs) that's probably my favorite scene of the movie there it is is he's just his commitment to that musical number is just so good we'll just i think we can commit to not going in order with this one because it's not (laughs) necessarily we can try to go but yeah it's all over the place because the movie itself is very is super sketchy and in some and not in that way of like oh i don't want to i don't want to go near that movie it's sketchy uh (laughs) no it's like sketchy like it it, sketches you know it it, yeah Yeah. it's got it's it's full of sketches not nearly as as much as they originally wanted, and and as as much as I would want, as much as a Mr. Show fan would I would expect would want, because their original script was like a Mr. Show episode, and the studio said focus on a character, which is not their strong suit. That's not what Mr. Show is really known for. It's not Mad TV, you know. Sure. Like they had just concepts a, a lot of the times. Ronnie was in a few, but any Mr. Show fan could tell you diminishing returns all like three or four times he was on like each time it's like oh great he's doing this like as i was watching it i'll just say this it's see a character like that like ronnie dobbs is probably way more fun to play than it is for us to watch i'll just say that absolutely i think yeah when he's when he's in those scenes getting arrested and it's like clearly he's just improvising as this redneck character (laughs) badly badly by the way yeah it's it's not great but he's just you know i don't know like not a lot in this movie is great i do like he's in a kiddie pool and they're taking him away he's all like uh what is his name he always says uh you're brutalizing me you're brutalizing me me, but he would just say like i'm in a kiddie pool don't pull me out of my kiddie pool (laughs) like that's his improv skills in these fucking scenes it's pretty annoying (laughs) to be honest yeah it kind of does feel like when like Bob and Dave were just saying to their friends, do you want a credit? It's like someone just gave them a million dollars and was like, do you want to hang out with your friends for a week and make something? And this is what came out on the other end. But the diminishing returns thing makes me think of like a David S. Pumpkins or whatever. Like you see it for the first time and everybody's like, oh, this is amazing. And then it's like by the fourth time, we're like, guys, come on. Can we be done with David S. Pumpkins now? Are we going to make a David S. Pumpkins movie now? Like what's going on? (laughs) Oh, don't tempt them, you know? Oh, they will, right? How many of those did we get? We got... Pat and the ladies' man, and <laughs> hey, we've covered uh, half of them. I'd I know you did, ladies' point. man. I heard that. So we did Night at the Roxbury. We just did. Oh, uh, what did we just do recently? Uh, it's Pat. Yeah, it's Pat. Oh, is it Pat? Yeah. <laughs> we've done that was yeah. a lot. I could be wrong. I'd have to no. Stuart saves his family is the oh, last uh, under sure. ninety minute. SNL movie we have to Superstar do. Superstar, I'll also. We did uh, Superstar, yeah. Ladies Man, Night at the Roxbury. We're gonna I mean, cover yeah. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. We're gonna cover Wayne's World on ninety over ninety someday. Nice. Oh yeah, I feel like Jerry could like by this point like break off little chunks of like uh, episodes that have themes. Now you got the SNL movie pack that you could yeah. uh, re- oh, the ninety. Oh, there you 90, go. You know. Yeah, I wish I could just release it as DLC for people, and they could just download yeah. the whole thing. I don't need. To, I don't need to listen to every episode, but every SNL episode in one. Can uh, you like nice pin them file. on iTunes or something? That would be cool if you could actually like yeah. batch package them. Create a yeah. playlist at least of uh, of mm-hmm. episodes. Maybe we'll we'll if, look into if this. If I put perhaps. even five percent more effort into the podcast, <laughs> I probably could do that, but uh, it, it probably won't happen. The one Mr. Show movie gets its own playlist. I'll tell you what. It'll happen if more people leave us ratings and reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, five stars, 
and comment with uh with uh with your thoughts on the show, then mm-hmm. uh, hey, then I'll consider doing something. Guys, since the season's <laughs> coming up, more. you don't have to put a lot of thought into it. Leave a five star review and your favorite turkey stuffing recipe. It doesn't matter, yeah, dude. Yeah, just you're, put... you're getting you're getting to, you're getting fucking <laughs> tired. You're getting to the end of the year just to succumb to my my desires. And uh, five stars. It. Here's how to make cranberry sauce. Just put it. Just five stars is all we need, guys. Fucking <clears throat> do it. We'll do a telethon for reviews. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll get uh, Jerry Lewis uh, estate. <laughs> estate. Hey, it's Halloween. We'll, just get zombie Jerry Lewis yeah. to come on and do it. And yeah. we'll promise them a screening of the day the clown cried. And everyone will be like, oh, no one's ever seen this. And then so we'll be like, psych, give us can, money. I was going to say, you could do different eras of Jerry Lewis if you're going to have, like, ghosts of Jerry Lewis. Or you got the something. nice lady era. You've got the <laughs> nutty <lady>. professor. <laughs> You've got the nutty professor era, the and you got nice the day the clown lady. cried era, oh which God. is uh, many people's favorite. Uh, uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I hear that's going to be. Oh yeah, sincere Lewis. <laughs> that but, action uh, figure comes with a microphone and an undone bow tie, and a teleprompter you can put anywhere in front yeah. of. Yeah. But uh, you can, I guess you can watch the day the clown cried very soon-ish at the only the Library of Congress. Like you have to sit your ass down in the government building and just enjoy with your popcorn while there's security guards <laughs> presumably watching over you as you watch this sad Holocaust movie that was buried by uh, Jerry Lewis. That so that's great. a fun trip. Yeah, that's a road trip. I've been to the sure. Library of Congress. Did Is I tell you about my minutes? Library of Congress trip? Oh, bro, tell us. You would appreciate it, actually. I was in D.C. for work, and they were doing a, like, punk rock art exhibit at the Corcoran Museum. So I went to see that, and somebody there said, hey, actually, tomorrow, if you go to the Library of Congress, Ian MacKay will be there talking about digitally archiving family photos. And I was like, what? And I went, and Ian MacKay from Minor Threat, McKay, whatever his name is, uh-huh. punk rock, DC punk rock, emo <laughs> legend god, was there giving a talk at the Library of Congress. And I was like, okay. Hey so I have a picture with Ian McKay from the Library of Congress. That was my story. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, uh, hey, you know what, guys? Schedule a trip to your to the library. The local. Not your Library of Congress. The library. Great architecture in that building, too. I mean, uh, technically, Dan, it is our Library of Congress. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen. If you're American. You brought it around. Oh, that's right, yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, that's right. You Albanian listeners. For, go, for those, you'll have for to come to ours. In the UK Sorry. who, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like our show more than uh, the the 90 minutes or less film fest for some reason we've got a big uh swedish fan base big nice. Sweet, yeah wait yeah. is there beef uh, with another british show that's the 90 90- no 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 we had him <laughs> no we had him on he's our, our brother oh okay we've, nice we've been on his show although that episode still has not been released so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we did it how long ago like four months ago maybe oh my i don't or, I, a long time ago a year ago in um, covid months it was at the beginning. His name of the is his name is Samuel Clements, and I called him out on that because I was like, "Oh, like Mark Twain." And then <laughs> I said to him, "We're we're podcast brothers," and it, I think it made him uncomfortable. But like, I wrote into that, like I leaned into it more. I was like, "Yeah, we're brothers, aren't we?" <laughs> He's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, quite." <laughs> and like, uh, if you're listening, dude. 
No beef. I uh, come back on. You yeah. who's uh, speaking of Johnny English? It was either going to be this movie or Johnny one of the one the of the Johnny one. English. Yeah, yeah. I said so. I don't know. This is a huge list. These ones jumped out at me, and he said we could do Johnny English, but it was pretty painful the first time. <laughs> like, yeah. I hated Johnny English. <laughs> I like I like old Rowan Atkinson, but was Natalie right. Imbruglia in one of those? Anyways, uh, we're I believe so. I think but, she's like the if it's a she's like the pre Bond Bond girl. You know how there's like it. there's like a warm up. Yeah, I think she's like the <laughs> she's like the pre Bond Bond girl. The warm up. <laughs> the warm up yeah. Bond girl. You know, they either die or they're working sure. for the villain. Or um, all right. So run, Ronnie, run. Jer's right. It does open with a. It doesn't open with like Joe Dirt, but it does. It might as well. <laughs> He's sleeping in a car, right? But before that, we get a nice like. I like this. I appreciate the cartoon, like the lobby cartoon sure. in the theater. You get of the cartoon uh, candy and the the like drink, and and the uh, real crass humor. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He happily <laughs> goes to the the bathroom and shits in a, a a sentient toilet that eats his shit and like like the sound effect is like. <laughs> yum yum kind of deal like he's he's really enjoying it he's do you know what that reminded me of real quick what? let me jump in i know we're barely <laughs> into the movie but and we're already <laughs> off the rails did you ever see like the michelle gondry collection of like shorts that he did yes yeah so david cross as the mm. nazi turd like that's yep. all daddy He's just chasing. He comes uh, out of a stall wearing like a Nazi hat, and he's just a big turd with a big chunk of corn stuck in him. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I did. I have seen that. I think I. I think I have that on the shelf. Uh, Good old uh, Michel Gondry. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) Carry on. But he shits in a toilet. He he happily eats, and he goes back to his date, and that like basically the toilet comes back and joins them, and then like he farts, like he breathes a fart, and then it goes up and it says like enjoy the show. Right. And and then we get like uh, who is this guy? He's like a film historian, right? He's kind of he has a title. He's like I'm a Hollywood whatever, like not legend. It's something more like. Um, like a laureate or something yeah something stupid <laughs> like that yeah <laughs> you know like i got heavy tim and eric and i like yes no coincidence tim Absolutely. and eric uh billion dollar movie vibes which another unsuccessful like two sure. film adaptation of a, a brilliant show yeah that was my tagline post joe dirt pre-Tim and Eric. It was originally pre-Royce Drabwin, but then I changed it to pre-Tim and Eric because nobody knows who Royce Drabwin is. So. <laughs> Barely you know, post-Joe Dirt. Yeah. We, you know uh, Tim and Eric's origin, right? How they got started, right? I don't. Tell me. They sent a, a VHS tape to Bob Odenkirk of like a, a strange sketch that they taped, like a uniquely Tim and Eric one with all the effects and everything. And uh, he watched it, and then they sent him an invoice for the tape. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was like, "These guys are crazy." That's so, so funny. He got in touch with them. So, it, okay. have it not been for Bob Odenkirk speaking of, they wouldn't have a career, I don't think. Or, sure. you know, who knows? Right. But uh, this is about David Cross, who, like, to me, can't really carry a movie. Bob Odenkirk is a perfect supporting guy, uh-huh. even though nobody was fine. He was the lead of that movie, right? Sure uh has he been the lead in other movies though that's a good question uh melvin goes to dinner was that that indie one he did like in the early 2000s i think okay but other than that i don't i don't really think so he's just a good featured guy yes david cross on the other hand 
cannot carry a whole fucking movie on his shoulders. <laughs> David Spade, he is not, because I'm actually a Joe Dirt fan. Sure. Uh, well, no, for, fortunately, this movie does deviate, I guess, a little bit from Joe Dirt. You know, it's well, not the same thing. Yeah. Sure. Starts out uh, very similar, though. That was my first thought. Very similar character, which is just like, I mean, I guess theoretically this came first because Mr. Show was on in like 95 on HBO. So if they were doing this right off the bat, then Joe Dirt is technically a ripoff, though the movie comes out before this one comes out. I don't know. Oh, I know, sure. I know, I know. Jer's head is is hurting now. But, it's swollen. Uh, we, but uh, yeah, I, what I was gonna say is Ronnie Dobbs is like the an evil cousin to to Joe Dirt, who is good natured and earnest in in Joe Dirt, which is why we like the character of Joe Dirt in that sure. movie. Ronnie Dobbs is like Joe Dirt's cousin, who like also beats him up a little bit, and like <laughs> Joe Dirt is just like kind of yeah. keeping stones by himself. And he's like, hey man, I don't need no help. I got, don't know. Problem over here, and, <laughs> and then uh, Kid Rock shows up, and he I said he preaches the word of God and beats the shit out of him, you know, yeah, with a golf club. Yeah, Ronnie Dobbs <clears throat> is like there with him. It's good. Mm-hmm. He's like Joe Dirt meets Mac from Always Sunny or something, like just a not great dude <laughs> who also happens to look like this other character that we all know from the same time. It's strange. I don't know. <laughs> Carry on. Maybe a latent homosexual. We'll see. <laughs> if they make a sequel to Run, Ronnie, Run, we'll see if uh, he turns out to be a closet. Still dog. running. Yep. Still run. Perfect. There's your <laughs> subtitle. But uh, the, the style we want is this opening stuff here, like that cartoon, that yeah. laureate guy or whatever. So strange. Uh, and then we, we don't we get the meat of the story, which is really about Ronnie, our title character, the guy on the poster who's like giving us the bullhorns, who's like annoyingly, you know, staring us down. Sure. And he's sleeping in a car and he's uh, pissing or no, he's pissing in a jar in a car. And he the puts Foley the is the first thing you get when the pan right. starts panning in. It's just <laughs> trickle. <laughs> that it sounds just like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do it. You're in. What do you guys piece sound like? Um, <laughs> like a little devil. All right, here's here's mine. Oh, not bad. Like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> and goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours is more in, like complex. Mine is just a stream. Like, if you want to imitate like an empty plastic water bottle being filled that is a That's challenge it'd it. be like <laughs> you have to like kind of go up as the, the level goes up um, oh guys for so, two five-star reviews log in on yeah. two different accounts we will send you foley for whatever us, event you have going on hissing noises <laughs> straight up pissing guys if you like that we'll give it to you <laughs> uh until you're sick of it there there's, it goes. There's Foley of, of pissing. Which I don't know why it like, sounds like um, it's going into the penis. Jer's dick drinks the fucking water in the toilet. It's a straw. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with your penis, man? <laughs> Isn't this how everyone's works? What? Uh, <laughs> what am I doing wrong, you guys? <laughs> it's corkscrew and it sucks liquid. <laughs> uh, hey, barbed, twisted. Just, it, it it sucks up liquid. 
The faster way to say that is just crazy with a K. It's crazy dick. <laughs> crazy dick. <laughs> hey, I don't hear complaints. Gets <laughs> really defensive about it at the locker room. What am I doing wrong before? No, I have not. So here comes old duck dick. Because don't ducks have a corkscrew penis? Why would you know that? They're birds. Do oh, birds you even know. have those organs? I took a I took a class in college. It was all about uh, animal penises. Uh, I thought it yeah. was pigs. I read Marilyn Manson's biography when I was like 11. It scarred <laughs> me for life. It explains a lot, actually. I think it was Is there a, that story with uh, with like the deaf? Uh, I read something that was not fun to read about <laughs> him and Trent Reznor and a deaf fan and like. I think Twiggy was there. Was Twiggy there? I think Twiggy was, was Twiggy there. Twiggy alive during the Marilyn <laughs> Manson era? He has a bassist named Twiggy who like. Oh, like, I thought uh, you meant Twiggy like from Twiggy's the 1970s supermodel Twiggy. Yeah, I thought that's who you were talking uh, about. The old the, uh, Andy the Warhol Blues one. Brothers. Yeah. I just know her from the Blues Brothers only. That's the gotcha. Blues Brothers because she gets a title card. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, hey, everyone, look, Twiggy's in this movie. <laughs> She almost fucked Dan Aykroyd. Oh. Hey. What a different world that would have been. She probably did. Yeah, probably. Was there a title card in this movie? I don't remember, actually. When does there... when does it actually say Run, Ronnie, Run? Good question. Jer, do you know... Do you, do you... Oh, I don't remember what the title just, actually uh... I only remember them saying the words Run, Ronnie, Run that one time, and it's the little kid watching TV. Yeah. That's right. I don't remember a title... But uh, he pisses in a jar. He sits in the ash. Oh God, we're still on thirty the- minutes I know, in. He's I know. In the I know. Jesus. It's, you know. I am going to fall asleep at some point. <laughs> he gets out of the car, but he slams the door, and the piss jar falls in the car, and you hear a glass break, and he goes, "I don't care, whatever." And then the guy in the wide shot in the back says, "Roddy, you get away from my car. It's not even his car, you guys." It's oh, not even his car. This is just cla- I mean, at least Joe Dirt had his own car. Yep. Fucking chain mm-hmm. steering wheel, if I remember correctly. That's right. <laughs> that nice old lady gave it to him for practically nothing. Yeah. Because he's a good person. Life's a garden. Dig Why it. Why didn't we it. just watch Joe Dirt again? We should know. Just <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, but then Q so, montage, right? When he's like, whatever, I thought it was my car. So and then yeah, we get the voiceover from uh, David Ketchner, who's I think he's <laughs> fairly funny in this, except his bit becomes old, like uh, two or three times in. Uh, it's probably my fault. It's, it's a <laughs> difficult voice. It's a good impression to hear. Yeah, I knew. I thought it was Kechner, and then I was like, no, because it sounds like it could be like Wilford Brimley almost. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> he's leaning hard into the slur or something. It just sounds uh, really off. Maybe okay. Sling Blade. Sling Blade. Yeah, it's it's okay. a little too. Is it? Dead, he's got a fucking dead mouth. Uh, is it Kechner? Yes. Kechner is how I'm, I say okay, it. Okay, I always fuck up his name. I always fuck it up. Uh, I just call him Champ Kind. For spelling him that way. <laughs> His last name. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Fucking get Koichner. that shit right. Get that shit right. I, it's Mr. Koichner. Yeah. I think he's all right. Uh, his most recent performance was in that video of him getting arrested. <laughs> David Kegner? 
Yeah, did you guys? It, it was that's a low blow. It was like a DWI or something. Oh, I did hear about civil. that. Yeah. It was like they have the body cam and they're like, "Hey, like, oh, <laughs> sorry, officer. Yeah, I oh, might have had dude. a couple." Yeah. Uh, so you Very know, run, happens. Ronnie, run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't run though. I was expecting a, like a big <laughs> run sequence on the the body yeah. cam. That's the sequel, like a body cam era. Run, Ronnie, run. Oh like, yeah, that's guys. So that's End of watch to run, Ronnie, run. <laughs> I just apropos of nothing. Fun fact, uh, Scott Ackerman. I know this because he told this on the the podcast. Not a big fan of the director because director not a big fan of him. Apparently, Scott Ackerman had a suggestion of what kind of shirt David Cross should wear in a scene, and the director Troy Miller told him to get the fuck off the set. Wow. <laughs> so he was not allowed to shadow the director anymore after that and hang out. You know gotcha. what? As yeah. far as I'm concerned, like if you're making a comedy movie, like a straight up comedy movie, all ideas are fair game if it's going to make it funnier. And if sure. Scott Ackerman was like, yeah. hey, you know, it'd be funny if you wore this type of shirt. Fuck yeah. Troy Miller for being like, get the fuck off my set. Wear a shirt that says fuck Troy Miller in the next scene. But no, I love I love that. If somebody feels strongly enough about something to come to me and say, I think I should do this in this scene. I'm like, yeah, let's at least try it. Let's, you know. For your guys' movie, did you have a lot of input from the cast? Because you guys are all improvisers, right? Like, uh, or are you improvisers or sketch guys? Not, like, what is not formally I trained, but I would say to to a certain degree, we're all pretty uh, pretty skilled improvisers okay. to toot our own horn. If you're talking about intervention, is that yes, the one? That's the one. The, it was just. Uh, did you make the you, other one already? The food one. It's in post. It's being cut. So it's Let's yeah, go! Yeah. <laughs> next so year. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, but it was detailed character bios. And then I just gave him a set time to show up and then uh, gotcha. set time to introduce certain conflicts. So it was for me, it was a more of a story perspective. Uh, and You're a dungeon they, master. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Beforehand. <laughs> They had some questions like, can I wear this shirt? And I said, yeah, like uh, Brian wore a custom shirt that said water, please. That wasn't that was his idea. Uh, <laughs> nice. I was like, yeah, why not do it? Uh, <laughs> little things like that ahead of time for sure. Cool. Um, but then they and just I basically just, just told Dan, I basically just told Dan exactly what I'm going to. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have a mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear these glasses and wear the stupid ass sweater that I thought I could pull off at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Suspiciously no, great, like though, Ned but Flanders, but like very Flanders like... years later, <laughs> unintentionally, yeah, completely unintentionally. Yeah. But like that uh, type of thing, though, where Jared would come in and say, this is what I'm going to be. I feel like <clears throat> for a comedy movie, especially one as dumb as Run, Ronnie, Run is like you would want all that input, especially from all of the people that are in there. I mean, freaking what's his name kids in the hall guys in there and like sarah silverman and jack like all these hall guys are in a lot of that's right yeah like all these comedic minds coming in you would think you would want all the input from people that have made movies even before all this fuck that he's troy fucking miller okay (laughs) get the fuck off my set hey i directed martin short in the santa claus (laughs) three okay yeah i invented the character of jack frost he says i think you should wear the shirt and he goes do you want me to get marty on the phone and see what marty has to say about it (laughs) not scorsese but that's martin short yeah from the santa claus (laughs) why don't we ask martin that's martin short by the way yeah he has to do the quality glick ring any bells Mm -hmm. (laughs) one of the three amigos right Mm -hmm. why don't you Mm -hmm. think about who you're talking about um 
pansy but ass. One thing that kind of breaks my heart, I don't know it's what I won't... taking off. No one's taking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to get us back on track. <laughs> Thirty-eight minutes in, I just, he I just, just want a peed in a jar. He pansy. just peed. <laughs> like I said, we weren't going to go in order. Yeah. One thing that that kind of breaks my heart. This is kind of back on track. Is that the the mainstays of Mr. Show. Uh, whose names escape me, but whose faces I certainly know, are are just like little tiny footnotes in this movie. It's sad to see that. Like these guys are featured in almost every sketch. Like Tom Kenny, he's just reduced to a reporter and that blonde uh, retreat guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he's like he's heavily involved in Mr. Show, and so is that. Who's that? The the white cop from Arrested Brian Development. Hossein. Not Brian Posen. Oh, I, th- I think you know what I'm talking about the the gay cop from Arrest Development who's in a couple with Jerry yeah, Meyer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. He's in like every episode and every sketch. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name now. God damn it. I know I'm gonna have to look him up. But also the guy who plays the bartender later on who ends up throwing Ronnie out. That guy. I'm sorry. Let me get their names. But like these guys are important to the show and they're like sure. like. This movie is just like a faint resemblance of what this fucking show is, except it kind of has the spirit when they pan to a billboard <sighs> later on. And suddenly, even though it's on track with the story, we find out they're doing a parody of Survivor. And right. it feels like it's apropos of nothing, right? They're just doing sure. like a sketch. But it turns out that these characters, these villains, these kidnappers at the end are castaways from the Survivor <laughs> show. So they're even there, there's a connected thread that I don't. I just wish yep. it was more random, like, honestly. Well, I mean, in all fairness, that I, I think that's what um, And Now for Something Completely Different is. Or know, like it, a Kentucky Fried movie, but there's room, you know? It's Mr. Show, yeah, you know? Yeah, I guess sure. so, yeah. Um, so I think no, we're all saying the same thing character. here. I, we're got, all okay, saying G- the same thing, and that is that Troy Miller ruined... Mr. Show. That's all he, we're saying, right? We're all in agreement. Also, there. there's probably a reason why he hasn't really worked a lot, like over the years. Also, I just well, maybe I could just suggest that, you know. I mean, like, he, he he just does a lot of TV. It's it's not that he hasn't. Is worked. that it? All right. He's, he's worked plenty. It's just sure, I think right. that you would recognize and go, oh, I don't want a Troy Miller joint. Flight of the Concord. Like, maybe. I thought maybe like um, he had like a bad reputation, but if he's doing all this TV stuff, which is great TV stuff, then yeah, I'm not gonna uh, kick any sand in the guy's eye here, you know. He directs but, uh, a lot of stand-up or produces a lot of stand-up. I'm now on a Troy Miller hate rant here. I'm just like doom scrolling Troy Miller. So I'm Go looking ahead. at the Mr. Show cast. We got so the guy, the gay cop from Arrested Development. His name is Jay Johnston, and he was oh, yeah. a lot of Mr. Show. Nice. And then. Paul F. Tompkins, uh, in the later Mr. Shows, he was more heavily in the early. He's like an extra. It's funny to see him just as like a, a an audience at like an infomercial sure. parody or something. Stay uh, F. Tompkins, love that guy. <laughs> and then John Ennis, <laughs> uh, he's the guy, the bartender who shows up later, who's in like one scene. It's not even funny. He just like he he just gets mad when Bob Odenkirk's character, who is pretty funny, I think, like because Bob Odenkirk can make anything funny. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. I I will say that thank God that they justify later on that his accent is like <laughs> bullshit. He is British, but he was born without an accent. Yes. I, I was get, I was like, man, this is like it's so dumb. I was yeah. really just thinking he was a bad actor, like yeah, for a little while there. I, was I still like, think uh, it's because yeah. he can't do a British accent, but that's. <laughs> No, but then he committed like, though. Yeah. Then they make it a joke, and I'm like, exactly. okay, that justifies everything that came before, and I'm totally sure. fine with it now. Yeah. 
He plays uh, Terry. Tw- I can't even imitate him. Terry Twilstein is his character's name, and he's Terry uh, Twilstein. I'm from Hollywood, <laughs> California. Yeah. It's like a Cary Grant, and and yeah, apropos for sure. All of his uh, his jokes are like are just gay uh, play on words and just uh, innuendo <laughs> and stuff. Like I'm picking up a, a specific man. I'm looking for a man here. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I'm coming all over you, but <laughs> it's like, come on, guy. That That's part I did laugh deal. at too. I forgot about that. That was funny. And uh, he plays a just to to give you more of the story here. He plays a producer, a failing or fledgling producer in Hollywood, and he's trying uh, to come up with the next big I. Oh, he's okay, a pitch man. I don't think he's a producer. I think he's like a Stan from the Golden Girls. He's like trying to make stuff that doesn't work. Because okay. the first thing we see him doing is that salad chopper thing, which is the dark one of the darkest things I've ever <laughs> seen in a movie. Because they and they loop it. So many we need times. to talk about that specifically because, uh, and, and I know like it's not a big. It almost delves into a, a discussion about comedy itself because um, when you repeat something enough, it becomes funny again. And that okay. to me, I was mortified. For like the first 45 seconds, and 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 for context, okay, basically his character is a fledgling pitch man. He needs to come yeah. up with the best new idea because recently his his most recent infomercial, which was a food like cutter upper, like a masher, which we put green goop in, and it yeah. makes like your food go away because like food is one of the biggest problems it's, in yeah. the kitchen. The problem in the kitchen is food, so he's trying to eliminate food or whatever. But when he turns it on, the fucking blade, which is like a little <laughs> mini saw blade circular launches into this co-host's chest and she just like has a horrendous blood curdling scream and he's in the editing room and he's trying to talk to brian posein the editor about how he's like maybe we could just cut it around that <laughs> like Put your like... hollywood magic on it brian <laughs> and he, so on the editing machine they keep replaying that that clip of of the isolated clip of the circular blade hitting her chest and her it's like a 3 speed. second loop like a 3 second thing and it just plays and plays and yeah. plays oh my and gosh. he in the foreground is saying like now he's moved past that Brian Posehn has <laughs> left the room yeah. she's still looping and he's like, I need the next big idea. And he breaks into like a, a like half of a song, like not even a sixteenth of a song. Just, just the hint of a medley. Four off notes, like nothing is on any kind of key. But it does that musical zoom where it's like, oh, there's gonna yeah. be a song, and it's like the lighting kind of like you feel the gloss on his face as he's about to start music manning. You believe oh, man. it? You believe I it? A movie like this it. where they've already absolutely you know done this. Like they yeah. don't. I appreciate it because they don't cut. It's the same no. shot of him moving away from the bay, like turning to the camera, thinking to himself, monologuing a bit, and then breaking into the song all in one. But meanwhile, in the background, she's still getting that blade to the chest. And I swear, after oh. like 45 seconds, I'm like, I, I I started to laugh. I was like, damn it. This thing that has me mortified it's has so me bad. now laughing. It's, yeah. it's crazy. The entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a personality test to see. Yeah, yeah. What you're mortified uh, by, but that's an acid test. It's great. Well, do you think that then was a Bob and Dave decision to do that, or do you think that was maybe Troy Miller doing a little bit of good direction? No, we're not going to give Troy Miller any credit. Good. We're on the same page. That's all. All right. Making sure we're still solidarity. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't so he just answer. peed in the jar. <laughs> yep, he just peed in the jar. We're right. 46 we, minutes. He just peed in the jar. 
But okay, so the the pitch man needs to come up with a new idea, and meanwhile, Ronnie uh, has a knack for getting busted, getting arrested. Like this is like the whole movie is is the premise, which is yeah, know, which was the whole the basic I, I, thing to say, but which was the sketch basically, right? Gotcha. Like, just um, the sketch was a cops parody, right? Basically, yeah. so anytime you was see it also. Like was it Fuzz on Mr. Show or whatever? Because they call it Fuzz I, in this movie. I don't know if it was. I think it was. I have I, to I, assume that it yeah. was. It would make sense. And that, that every Continuity. time you see that and you're looking at it from that video <laughs> uh, filter, then, yeah, it, uh, it's it got to be sure. the exact same thing that the sketch was. Yeah. But that, that was the, the sketch because this was uh, – nobody had really done this at the time. It did just a straight-up parody of Cops, so it was, like, fair game. And now it, it just seems incredibly – old hat to to not put a spin on it because reno 911 made a whole show out of it uh and yep, somehow yeah. they got it by putting spins on each of their segments uh in different ways so yeah now watching it it's just like it's just a redneck who is not very likable who gets drunk slurs a lot and just runs from the cops in a really uh terrible fashion where he just keeps getting busted like honestly i get it like i i got it okay? i have watched an exorbitant amount of cops in my day i know you have <laughs> i know Living you with have. my buddy nick and also then like with caitlin for a while we would watch cops whenever it'd be on it was the, one of those things it was always on and it was always entertaining i don't and like cops. <laughs> i didn't like it at all i didn't like it at all until i started living with nick and then we just started watching it and we were like look how fucking ridiculous these people are they always try to run they oh, yeah. always get caught well, like you know like of course cops isn't going to show the times that they don't catch somebody you sure. know and, like that's never going to so. air but it, it just makes it seem like all criminals run and all criminals are stupid <laughs> and look point. at how they, look at these fucking idiots so the only difference yeah. with this and a real episode of Cops is how vocal Ronnie is. Yeah. You know, like a real episode of Cops, they're not screaming all this nonsense. They're just yeah. running the fuck away from the cops. Oh, he's that messing with wrong. the cops. Like when he's running through the the whatever all the row of houses that are all connected. And what's I thought was so funny, he's running one way and then he jumps past the guy and is running the other way. And then he's hiding and he runs back the way that he couldn't get out. I'm like, what are we doing here, dude? Like we're just going to loop this and this is going to be the hour and a half movie of just him running around. That's is this the, only, the part? Yeah. That's the only segment of the the fuzz parts that actually made me laugh because I was like, that would have been hilarious on cops to yeah. see like somebody like run and then hide, hide. and then, like run, pop out again, you know, like it's it's always just a straight line or like you yeah. Know. And then he's hiding under the piggly wiggly sign. <laughs> is that is that before or after we get the fucking gummo bathtub that we have to run past like? Oh, that's that one. Times? That's the scene. Ugh. Oh my god. That's why I can't enjoy bathroom. this sequence, you know? <laughs> He's making his own pickles or something. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's I hate nasty. it. And they're like, sorry, Earl. Like, that's just that guy, and he's always yeah. in that tub, and it's Routine. brown. Like the the gag is guys, he gets arrested a lot. Like yeah. <laughs> do you get like you get it? Sure. Uh and he uh to his credit, uh He's, he's starting to go viral, pre-viral. Like, uh, the, the editors that Terry Twilstein knows, one of them being uh, uh, Doug Benson, who just laughs and doesn't say any lines at all. Yeah, sure. Uh, and Brian and Pussain. And Patton Oswalt, too. Yeah, is he's in there. Yeah. And I know we digressed a little earlier, but yeah, you're right. To see people like that, and they're just, like, 
act. It could be any actor. It could be anybody. That really yeah. breaks my heart also a little <laughs> bit. Just give them something, you know? Yeah. Well, t- I mean, technically, there's like, they did. He's like, I gave you they, something. I gave you a part in the movie. There's true. nothing else I can give Here, you. Can I, let me delineate by saying it's it's a favor to the actors who are working. It's a paycheck for them. But us, the audience, it's it's no fucking favor to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a fair, gig. But, at the, but it, at the same time, it's just like, this movie is probably uh, funded mostly by favors. And a lot of people probably worked on this movie for no money at all. Sure. Or the least amount of money they could possibly legally accept. So when somebody like <laughs> Pat Noswald or Brian Posehn shows up, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just helping out your friend. You're probably doing it for free. For weed. You, you're doing it for weed. Paid <laughs> <laughs> you in weed. Be an exposition machine for 10 seconds of screen time, please. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, sure. Yeah. All yeah, right. you're that's, the guy who walks in and says, this do, Ronnie though. guy is like, so crazy. We got to see him, right? Like, how else would you move that? He's a plot device, but it's Patton Oswalt, so we remember him for being Patton Oswalt. Yeah, you know? give, him, give him a line that we remember. Just like, just a weird line that we're like, that's a, that's a weird thing to say. I'll remember sure. that. Like, you yeah. know, it made me laugh. You know, something. It's true. It's true. Um, I, I don't I know. I mean, the <laughs> lesson here is Troy Miller doesn't know how to cast a movie. Or I blame I don't Troy know. Miller, yeah. guys. It's all Troy Miller's fault. It's Troy Miller's fault. Well, I'm trying to think because even like like on the Keckner train, there were there were one off guys in like Anchorman who just said one thing and then you never saw him again. But you remember them, right? Because they were. Oh, you're the guy who said like the little girl who's like, you're a very bad man. Like you remember that thing or whatever. But like it's Patton Oswalt and it's just like he's there. But the same with the kids in the hall guys and Sarah Silverman. It's like. Sarah Silverman, I didn't even know she was in the room until they cut over to her, and then she says right. one thing, and then she moves on or whatever. So. Or another school of thought, uh-huh. just to play devil's advocate here, maybe yeah. it's up to Miller's the actor. Advocate. Maybe it's up to the actor to do something more memorable. Case um, in point, Trey Parker and Matt Stoner in this movie, and I'm going to remember Trey Parker because he's so fucking true. weird in this movie. True. And I'm sure that's not Troy Miller actor being like, Trey, do something odd and silly. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, Trey Parker. Uh, do the like, South Park I'm going to do something funny. Yeah. Now that we've talked about the circular blade and that gag, let's <laughs> sure. talk about that, that party scene if we're jumping around. So basically what happens, how do we get there? Ronnie does ink a deal with uh terry twilstein they go to dave foley and andy richter's characters thanks to right. suits bureau like just red tape dudes uh sign here you know uh they actually no i take that back they i like the part where he, uh andy richter points to the crocheted sign on the wall that says what he just said i, like, I he, forget what it was he's got a <laughs> tiny little something sarah yeah. silverman at least has one line that's like what was it she said, I'm for against it, is what she against said. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, for against. That is, yeah. okay. That's, All right. That's at least All a right. line. Yeah. Something. I remember. You got Doug Benson just <laughs> laughing in the background. Doug Benson's just there. Laughing so much, too. Like, Here's you can hear Benson. them laughing while he's having, like, realizations, and it's just constant laughing. That's too much. If Benson was just there to hook uh, everybody up with uh, with some weed. Get the crew high and stuff in the cast. Does perhaps. Doug Benson smoke weed? <laughs> I, don't, I think. I think so. <laughs> um, I went to. And he uh, makes Doug it exhausting. Uh, <laughs> he I, took I, I all the fun to, out of it, Doug. He really did. In some ways, I'm like, fucking goddamn it, Doug Benson. <laughs> Smokes I with, position. I went with Jer and uh, Katie to Doug Loves Movies and my sign, because everybody nice. makes a custom parody sign with their name, like a name yeah. tag. 
And uh, mine was Bat Dan v Super Dan, Dan of Justice. And it went <laughs> both my heads on Bat Dan and Super Dan. And I was very proud of that. That's but pretty great. Pick me. Got no love. Dan of Justice? Got no love. And as far as I was concerned, I wrote him off that day. Doug Benson. I said, That you day? Know We're out, you Doug. You, you don't recognize this? You don't recognize this comedy? Yeah, no, you may geez. love movies, Doug. I well, no longer love you. Why don't you uncross Cheers. your eye and fucking... Uh, no, here's a tough got him. Holy cow, shots fired. Put the knife away, (laughs) please. Cheers got a gun. I don't know what just happened. It's out on the table. He's also unzipped his real crooked wiener. I don't know what's going on here now. It's insane. Twisted, crazy dick. (laughs) Crazy. Um, uh, all right, we're we're back they, to reality. The party, the party. Matt Stone's cameo. Oh wait, well you were you were expositioning the party. He signs the deal with whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah Because yeah. this guy wants to say he wants to make a show specifically about Ronnie because Ronnie gets arrested all the time. Ronnie tours the world. He's in New York. He's in Cincinnati. He's in Montreal. Just getting arrested. People love it. It's hilarious. Segment after yeah. segment. They pull up to this house and he goes, hey, look, I wanted to show you something. He's like, oh, man, I don't really like museums. And he's like, oh, no, it's your house, bro. And he's like, well, it's crazy. And then uh, <laughs> Larry, the cable guy. And he's like, oh, man, what? You did what in your cup? Get her uh, done. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> uh, so anyways, they're having a party at this giant house that Ronnie now owns because he's making all this money from this show that the British, non-British Bob Odenkirk made for him. That's right. Carry on. Uh, and it's like, here's what I, I, we, we do a lot of speculation on this show, but it's fun. Like we can look up facts, but that's not as fun. Sure. I think the setup was, uh, they it's did post trivia is what it's called. It's post trivia. It's not <laughs> trivia, but it's more interesting. It's like post hardcore. I speculate that this was, I'd like to think this is like a Terrence Malick setup. And if you know anything about his style, it's very loose. It's like, and he works with a lot of comedians as well. Uh, if you watch a movie like Night of Cups with Christian Bale, it's really just like, sub, like kind of like Intervention, but Intervention's way less arty. Is, sure. is a is a subjective camera kind of roaming through the party as people just have nonsensical conversations that are apropos of nothing. We're just getting a sense of the room. And I'd like to think that Troy Miller said, all right, we're going to have a party this day. Everybody come here. And if you want a cameo, like, or he'll sure. call them and say, would you like the cameo or as a favor, come out to the, you'll have I, some drinks, you know, I'd like to think it was more like, like Troy Miller going to Bob Odenkirk and David Cross and be like, so do you think that you could, um, ask a bunch of your friends, call your friends. to buy yeah. a pool party scene? Cause you know what, you don't have a lot maybe. of money. Maybe, maybe. I think it's uh, got to be that because Troy Miller doesn't know Ben Stiller, right? Like Troy Miller can't land Stiller. He's, who else he was the big name at that party? Samos uh, Gary Shandling. Yeah. Uh, was Gary Shandling there? Two. Yeah, Shandling gives him two joints, and right. he's Gary all like, Shandling. "Oh, thanks." Who uh, in the early two thousands is making a career out of not non <laughs> uh, verbal cameos in uh, he's doing a he's doing a victory lap in his career he's doing you know he's showing up in zoolander giving the thumbs up uh true and then he comes back and hails hydra r.i.p gary shandling that's right yeah you know he uh he's a lot like that turd that came out in (laughs) michelle gondry uh hydra's a lot like those that turd really 
Fuck, okay. guys, can we agree that Hydra's not a cool organization? Were they supposed to be cool? Like, I got some friends who are like, they got Hydra tattoos, they got Hydra uh, koozies with their beers. What? Hey, they wear look, the merch. All I'm they saying say is, Hydra. I've got all the facts, okay? <laughs> Both sides, guys. Don't, Both don't sides. give me shit about it. I don't have all the facts. <laughs> There are good people on both sides. That's right. All you guys thought matter. you thought two years ago was crazy. Wait till January seventh. It's gonna oh, be Hydra Day. Fuck. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be making arrests four years later for that one. You'll see. Uh, but it was kind of implied that the U.S. government was very involved in Hydra, even though like we went to war with them as the Nazi organization. Well, there was Nazis and then there was Hydra. And then they were entrenched in the – I'm glad we decided to talk about Winter Soldier today. Let's just spend the rest of the time talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we should. And then we should we should probably get into the Sokovia Accords for at least an hour, a good hour. Because uh, well, apparently those are – They're repealed now. Yeah, I was just about to say Matt Murdock has broke the news in She-Hulk. She uh, it's true. No more. Yeah. She-Hulk. Um, Again, comedians, man. Comedians coming out and just covering up everything. Like James Gunn, right? He did it with the Guardians thing. It's like all these comedy people are taking over these massive franchises. And they're just making their own little Run Ronnie runs that they had ideas for when they were little babies. So That's true. Is he heading DC now? Is that what I read? Gunn? It would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Suicide Squad was great. Co-CEO. That's insane. CEO? That is insane. Of DC films, like it's own like studio thing. Good for him, dude. Yeah. Right. Which I don't know if you guys have even thought this far ahead, but how how much does that pave the way for a Marvel DC crossover in the future? Let's go. So think about that. Amalgam 20, universe. Amalgam. Let's now. go. <laughs> Give me Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield, bro. I want Dark that. Claw. Dark yes. Claw, baby. <laughs> Dude, I have some of those over on that shelf. Some of those yeah, amalgam lucky. comics, man. I got man. some in the lucky. closet over there, actually. They're so you really? good. I do. Wow. I, I think I have all, like, what, how many were there? Four? No, there was quite, there was uh, different there were like runs. There like eight or ten. I didn't think there were a oh, whole I meant, how many? How many were in the actual crossover, like, event before how many? they had the oh. amalgam universe? Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I have you have crossover. those? Like, the melding of the universes? Yeah, the crossover issues. This is an audio medium. I'm doing this thing <laughs> with my doing hands. hands. He's, he's like this looks axes. like axes. Yeah, alleys uh, and axes like Hydra. Awesome. I remember I got Spider Boy, which is the Super Boy Spider Man yep, crossover, yep. and that uh, I got destroyed like somehow. That's all I had really. You use it for rolling papers one time. I was like, yeah, I was like seven. <laughs> Started them early, dude. Started them oh, early. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know how Oh, yeah. Bat oh, Thing. Man. Remember Bat yeah. Thing, bro? Yeah. And I texted my dad and he said, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Don't ever fucking text me again. <laughs> Loose um, my number. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we covered, like, so we're at the party, like, the whether party. it's a Malik situation, whether it's uh, Miller sheepishly asking uh, uh, if he could have some celebs come to the, the estate, you got a lot of cameos here. Absolutely. And you got, uh, going way back to Jared's point, Trey Parker supplies himself with his own ferret, which is, like, in, like, um, like a, what is that, like a little, the child uh, thing. Like a baby skin. Bjorn. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And he says, they're like talking about, you know, and of course they're being sarcastic. Uh, they're talking about how great Hollywood is, right? To, yep. uh, to Roddy. 
they got Hollywood, right? And they just kind of walk past the frame. And, now and the guy from Anthrax is there, too. Scotty Ian with his talking big about, beehive on his Talking chin. about Hollywood? Come on, guy. He actually, I saw in the credits, he, like, co-wrote the music for the fat kid, uh, that heavy metal. Yes. Uh, fucking shredder. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> Who else you got? Oh, I think, okay, because we do a lot of speculation here, and this is fun. Uh, I'd like to think because this is all in one shot, Scott Ian gets his little moment, right? He says, like, you're the man, Ronnie. But then fucking Kathy Griffin comes in and almost, like, pushes him to the side. I'd like to think that Scotty was like, fucking Kathy Griffin, man, ruined my take today. <laughs> and Kathy did you notice Griffin how much space everything. was around Kathy Griffin? <laughs> like, everybody else is bundled up, and then Kathy Griffin approaches, and there's, like, she's got, like, an arm's distance around, like, her entire body. Mm-hmm. Fucking jerk. But no, I'm just creating drama. But she comes up to Ronnie and she says, uh, you didn't come to my party last night. Uh, there's a party tonight in my pants. <laughs> and Ronnie's like, all right, all right, you crazy bitch. Like, he says stuff like that. I know he doesn't say that literally, but, like, he might as well. Like, he's that, like, unimaginative and crass in his dialogue in this movie. <laughs> right. David Crass, are we right? Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry to do it. I hope he doesn't oh, get great. mad. I hope he doesn't get mad. I don't know, Jer. I don't need Ooh. another enemy. We, you know, I mean, Jer. Devin Sawa's enough. I don't need another one. <laughs> you, you, uh, you want five-star reviews. You shouldn't have said that, Jer. He's got I'm power. posting one tonight. Username David oh, Crass. Doing shit. it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He'll be like, did you guys see David Cross left a review on 90 under 90? What the list, fuck did they call Google me? Alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's your David. He's always a little more, he's like down here, but then like twangy. Yeah. Like he's, he's hard to, I'd say he's that hard is to a, That is a very difficult voice. I was not actually trying I gotcha. You would have a much better shot at uh at doing Bob Odenkirk. I was about to bust it. Oh out. yeah, I could do. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little raspy. A little... Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Midwestern, uh, charming. Uh, True. Cool dude. You know. Uh, so yeah, th- I know we're still at the party here. Okay, Nikki Cox is in this from a uh, big crush of mine in my adolescence. I, I mean, I'd imagine a lot of kids, a lot of boys. Uh, and unhappily ever after with Kevin Conley from Entourage. Oh yeah, uh, she was on that. And she was to me. She's she on was the better Norm than show too. Better than Kelly Bundy for me. It was it was her in whatever she was in. Yeah, that's I'm going there. It's my hot take. Whoa! I, I will say <laughs> that in their youth. Uh, well, wait, wait. Are you talking about like just physically, or are you talking about like? Uh, yeah, I guess this is a hotter thing to be objective oh, yeah. here well i always i gr- i grew up with a, a huge thing for redheads so yeah i uh, love them redheads my wife was one and now she is not my wife oh my Sorry. wife uh uh she was married to jay moore that guy is a yes. dork so if yes. he i'm just I saying we all I, had a shot and we blew it i know and, and then I you look at she yeah. also dated uh bobcat goldthwaite or if they were oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Serious item. Let's hear your Bobcat Goldthwait, Jeremy. Hi, Bobcat. I don't really know if I can say it quietly enough. Yes! It's so good! That's really good. Uh, Wake up the kids upstairs! 
it really does like gave me hope like and then she got some plastic surgery kind of her face isn't what it used to be unfortunately uh but is she the same age as christina applegate i don't know maybe gotta be close like late 40s maybe i think applegate's got she's 44 Applegate's it's it's weird to say like you know it's it's almost like I have the same feeling about her as I have about Jennifer Aniston. I'm like, you know, I was like, this chick, she can't be that funny. But then I'm like, well, at the, hang on, because she was on a sitcom for like many yeah. years. So like sure. she has to have some chops, you know, like yeah. I thought in, in what she's doing here, which is like sex pot. Let's be honest here. She's she's doing some funny things. I think, for example, the there's a montage and it's like a. Um, it's they're doing like the R&B parody, like the hype Williams on the roof, like uh, very oh, sexy, yeah. sultry R&B parody. What'd you guys think of that music video I, in the I, movie? I love that. I that was, was Bob, worried. right? Bob was the color me bad guy in the background yeah. going like Damn. dreads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think this is they are reprising characters from Mr. Show, like a like a sure. R&B duo. Who did like the lyrics were basically just unimaginative sex uh, talk like I'm gonna put my penis in your vagina. Oh, you different know, adjectives like for that. vagina too. It was beautiful and then it was thoughtful and then it... <laughs> <laughs> a thoughtful <laughs> vagina. Yeah. Like I got some serious Lonely Island vibes from this yeah, little video here. Absolutely. I, I think they would definitely say Mr. Show's a huge influence. And then uh, some Tenacious D also. Sure. Like and here's Jack Black within the wheelhouse of of Mr. Show. Absolutely. That scene, however hilarious and stupid that song was, that was kind of the thing you're talking about though, where it's, it was, it did feel disconnected. It was part of the story, but it felt like a completely separate thing. Like almost what Mr. Show would be. You're watching TV and there's a commercial or it cuts to another thing. Like that was like a music video just randomly popped up on your TV. And it wasn't even like, Oh, Ronnie's so famous, so he's making a thing now. Like, they didn't set it up that way, and they didn't reference it again later. Like, he has an album somewhere, um, other than to say, from Run, Ronnie, Run, the movie, which they also never reference, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even know if that's supposed to be Ronnie as the singer guy. Like, as, I think it's just supposed to be a, a completely different dude. And then sure. We're cutting away to him and, and Nikki Cox going on dates and, and getting arrested. But going back to what I was saying is... Uh, she has to take off her shoes to evade a cop who starts uh, running after them. It's, like, it's a nice touch, you know, just sure. to, to get her footing. Um, <laughs> not a lot to do here, but just to, to look great and come into yep. frame and, and then slap uh, Ronnie when he calls her a bitch for fucking up his chances of getting back together with Tammy, which is like <laughs> suddenly the movie has it directs its focus on this Tammy woman. Sure. And it's like it's all about her now. That was part of the beginning her. story before he got famous was that he had proposed to her four times or they'd been married four times. And it's like, well, on the third time I got divorced, science lied to us or whatever. Like, come on, man, this is dumb. But yeah, they've got all these kids and they're all named Ronnie. It's very rednecky yeah. George Formany. It's real silly. <laughs> George Formany. Did he do George that? Foreman? Doesn't all, all of his kids are named George, I think. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I, that's the rumor anyway maybe there's like a georgina or something i don't know that's crazy oh man he should name them like grill or like well, at least one of them right? <laughs> right that thing's been around long enough listen he did get hit in the head a lot so yeah that's true uh george yeah, foreman the third george foreman the sixth georgetta foreman i'm looking at a list of his children now do you think George Foreman was... Jr., George Foreman the fourth. He's got a <laughs> bunch of children. So there's like six George Foremans, a, a Georgetta, and then some other names. 
he, he cornered the market on on George's. But when he was in that ring all those years ago, do you think like mid match, like his his mind went elsewhere? And was like, man, one day I'm gonna patent a very efficient grill with a grease trap and everything that is going to be very useful for college students and lazy right. I like people. to think in the same way that strippers do that to get through college sometime, he was just like, just to get to my grill. <laughs> <laughs> just going for it. That's Take some it shots to the grill to get to selling grills is yeah. what it really was all it was, about. It was all for, for the grill. He had that idea when he was 17. That's exactly it. Because he, uh, he's like, you know what I love? Grilling. You know what I live? Apartment. I gotta be able to do these things together, and then he you fought know, to afford it. You know what I have to hate in my older, in my advanced age, fat. Just, just a boy with a dream, you know. That's I was waiting for Jeremy was. to do the George Foreman voice because it's too problematic for me to try it. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even. Why is that problematic? Do... It's not. No, if you're doing a celebrity, it's fair game as long as you're not doing like an overtly racist interpretation of that celebrity. Tell and that here's to Jeremy Jimmy Fallon Chris 20 Tucker. years ago. <laughs> you're right. Tell that to Jimmy Fallon 20 years ago today. I think right, no, exactly. he can totally do the voice. He can't do it in blackface. That's the problem. Gotcha. I don't <laughs> voice. Tune in I, next week for Jeremy Eden as Kevin Hart. I got my my only big laugh I ever got when I went to Second City for one year of improv training. Oh, congratulations. Came when I did my Chris Rock impression, which I cannot I believe do because it. it requires me to be too loud. Hey, they're supposed to do. Was it your Michael Scott? Did you do the same Michael Scott? <laughs> no, it was, it was better. It was much more good. accurate. It was better. It's fucking better, man. So you yeah, have children, like Jeremy. Scott, except better. I should have been on the office. <laughs> <laughs> you have children. My oldest just turned 14 um, because I'm an old man. And he was scrolling through Netflix the other day and he was like, oh, what's this? Because he knows Eddie Murphy from things like Shrek oh, or boy. whatever. They put Raw on oh, Netflix. No. <laughs> and he was like, hey, I know this guy. I was like, mm, uh, we're going to skip that one. <laughs> It's not gonna be my favorite line in, uh, in Eddie Murphy Ron. It's not my favorite, but he's like he's surprised from the last special that <laughs> f words were mad. <laughs> I was gonna say we could just go straight from Raw to transition to talking about the hard f's in this. Movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. I mean, and like yeah. he was he was what 21 when sure. and he was 19 when Delirious came out. Oh, he killed 22. it. 22. Yeah. 22 it's... in Delirious, 27 in Raw. Oh, oh was it? Raw, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 22. We do fucked up shit when we're... T- oh, and I know that's, but And it was but, the yeah. times. It's no, not yeah. okay, but... Yeah. When was that? 80-something? 83 right. Delirious yeah, came out. It was still illegal for him to be called other things and not be a hate crime, right? Like, you could just hit Eddie Murphy with your car in the 80s and it would be fine. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> It's, you know, it's it was a different time. The Arabs, yep. Uh, not so your son, it. so your son watched Raw. He loved it. He Did loved not the watch Raw. Dad no. bit at Said, the hey, what's this? And I was like, we're gonna pass on this one for a minute. <laughs> I first of all, I need to go watch it again because I know it's problematic. But I got to get through all of the. It's what much is... more than just an Aladdin costume in your mother's attic. So we're gonna have to pick it apart and make sure we're editing it correctly. I know this is gonna sound like because I don't. Because Jared's sons are too young. What are what are what's the is what comedy is your son into? What is a fourteen year old into, funny wise? Um, like stand up wise, fluffy. Yeah, like to, he likes fi- fluffy. Okay. Gabriel yeah, fluffy's fluffy's pretty harmless. Like he'll get into um some of the milder guys. I haven't really switched him on to like 
you know, Dave Chappelle or like, <laughs> I'm, right, not, yeah, I'm yeah, not trying yeah. to like <laughs> go zero to a hundred, but, um, there's yeah. just like Brian Regan and the, the kind of family guys. Um, he likes that kind of stuff, but like funny movies. I mean, we watch all the dumb stuff I watched when I was a teenager. He loves Jim Carrey. He loves like mystery men, like dodgeball oh, nice. anchorman, all that kind of stuff. So cool. we watch all of those things together. And then it's now because he's kind of on the cusp of like the PG 13 to the R stuff. So He's, he wants to watch more R-rated stuff, and I'm like, well, you can watch Logan, but you cannot watch Deadpool. So, like, I'm still selective uh, about what okay. it is we're right. picking and choosing, because That's fair. one of them has a lot more, you know, strap-ons than the other one does. <laughs> so we're just trying and to... menstrual humor. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're uh, trying, and, like, the baby arm thing. Like, we're trying to just, you know, piecemeal it in. I don't need to... Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he likes okay. funny stuff. So it's it's fun to see to them get... come up on that kind of stuff. So I know Uncle Dan hates kids, but uh, <laughs> it's it's fun to <laughs> watch a child experience the stuff that I used to but, like when I was a kid. So I but I am a kid, so I was just trying to get tips on like what to watch next. It was like oh, it's... Fluffy has a new special on Netflix. <laughs> okay, all right. There you go. There if we you go. like Gabriel Iglesias, he's a he's a funny. Never guy. gave him a shot, but you know what? I got I didn't all the either. time in the world. So he does have a really funny he bit about have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but <laughs> yeah. What's this you speak of? Time. <clears throat> Recently married though, so you can make it happen. Yeah. Come on, man. You're what? Twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> How often do you get carded, Daniel? And look, even? if Eddie Murphy, uh, when he was 22, taught us anything, you do some dumb shit when you're 22. <laughs> so go ahead and have some kids. F speed doing some. <laughs> they were mad that I called them that and made fun hey, of them in my last special. Can you believe it? And now let me like make fun of them a little further because how ridiculous <laughs> is it that they would make that they would get mad? Um, hey, Eddie Murphy it was raw, funny, by though. the way, coming it's to memorable. 90 over 90 at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? I believe it is. Your I pick. Like, I think it's too significant to not talk about, but let's go. Do you guys uh, do stand-up specials? Much. No, it was a, it was a theatrically very... released movie. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Very much unlike uh, your kid, we would listen to Eddie Murphy as young kids on cassette sure. going to sleep. Uh, yeah. Diff- different oh, paths. If I didn't have George Carlin in my life at 14, I don't know how I would have survived. But all, sure. Our, our life was probably much more fucked up than theirs are right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was very late to that party. We had a lot of Bill Cosby tapes, which now. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you put Separate that, back, the art put that the down and pick up the George Carlin CD. <laughs> it's Damn for your man. health. Yeah. You need Occupation uh, Fool in your life right now. <laughs> where does it, I guess structurally, going back to Run, Roddy, Run here. Sure. Uh, he, he hooks up with Nikki Cox at the party, and then he realizes that he misses Tammy, and then it's Terry, Bob's character, who suggests that, uh, a jealousy trap. Sure. And that's when he has, like, a big sign set up in his palatial estate that says, I love you, Terry. Or, or uh, I love you, not, Tammy, yeah. Tammy, sorry. Also, and, uh, Tammy, Tammy, what's his name? Ronnie Bass? Ronnie Dobbs. Dobbs. Ronnie Dobbs Ronnie and Tammy. Ronnie Bass. <laughs> Ronnie Dobbs and Tammy Dupree, they're just like, they put like, you know, the Wu-Tang name generator. They were just like country-ass name generator. And it was <laughs> Ronnie Dobbs and Tammy Dupree. That's right. That's right. I, for the first 10 years of my life, I lived in a trailer in the woods in central Georgia. No joke, because my grandparents had acreage. Right? So it was basically a farm. Trailer in the woods. Our neighbors down the street on the trailer closest to the road, 
that eventually blew up because someone was boiling meth in the bathtub. Oh, um, wow. His name was Rob. Rob. And her name was Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, every time I hear the name Tammy now, like, it's, oh. that's only a country name. So, if you were to write a memoir and each chapter was, like, uh, a few years of your life, like, the first chunk of the book would be tonally different, it sounds like. It would be, Absolutely. like, woods and... Completely and, different. Uh, yeah. Crazy. I lost wow. that a lot, Dennis. Like, you know how people from Georgia talk when they, like, kind of <laughs> drop the L's and the N's in their words and they sound like they're real, like, lazy and tired of talking about it? Yeah. <laughs> and then starting from 36 on, dude, apparently the rest of my life is going to be about investigating crazy penises crazy with a k oh yeah it's just gonna be you, my life from now on when you your know, kids get to college that? and you have more time <laughs> no, look no, at no, the penis, look at more animal penises <laughs> I say, yeah. i'm a little offended that you would refer to it as crazy because i with think, a k with a k it's a compliment like a, a crazy k, straw if you would ask yeah. the women in my life who <laughs> i have bed they would probably who i've lain with who I laid down in the biblical sense uh, they mm-hmm. would probably tell you it was the most interesting night of their life i believe that it, yep and they use uh and jerry like uses, going to hurricane harbor you're just like he calls their vaginas generous also interesting you know because they were it's a freaking like Rube Goldberg. Your... It's like one of those things you get at Cracker Barrel that you have to like twist to get the ring out of the middle. That's what he's just the Cracker Barrel. He toys. starts on the other side of the room and just has to work his way. <laughs> when was the last time you guys ate at a Cracker Barrel? God, decades ago. Oh really? I've probably been in the last five years. They have uh, really good breakfast, dude. Uh, a year ago for me. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Playing the peg game. Yeah. I can never get. I can never get less than two. No, I think that means you're a moron. Is that what it says? I guess that it says you're a fucking idiot on the wooden <laughs> thing. If you get, it's weird how they call you that on the thing. It's, yeah, uh, it says Daniel do. Eden. <laughs> you're yeah, a fucking idiot. Go play some giant checkers or something. Maybe that's more your speed. In a rocking chair. <laughs> said, "Hey, jackass! How many people you think touched this fucking <laughs> golf tee? Yeah, Enjoy yeah, your yeah, catfish." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. Enjoy you your po' boy. Your country <laughs> fried steak, babe. Make sure you pick up some divinity on the way out. <laughs> I always have the weirdest candies there. It's like, what is this? Uh, it's nougat and um, rolled in nougat. What do you nougat? mean and? Yeah. We took some nougat and. and we rolled it in pecans and then covered that in nougat. So we what is know. this brick? Meringue. I don't want it. <laughs> All, All right. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't want this Reba McIntyre Christmas CD either that's been here for 20 years going because she keeps re-releasing Christmas hits. How much for this? How do they even get duets of fair? Bob Hope and Justin Timberlake? This makes no sense. Holograms, bro. <laughs> he had to perform uh, with the hologram in the studio. It was completely yeah, unnecessary. Yeah. Highly expensive. Cost a lot of money. Previous vocal track. They were like, no. <laughs> holograms bro produced by the grand Ole opry and cracker barrel <clears throat> they've got to be stuff. a billion dollar company you think they've got a billion dollars big cracker, cracker barrel, barrel? That's it oh the only man thing cracker barrel ever produced for me was a bowel movement that i could not <laughs> let's back just from. let's <laughs> just say biscuits, they're not bro. done for the rest of the night <laughs> <laughs> let's just say they're never going to scrape the bottom of the crack ever have to scrape the bottom of the cracker barrel <clears throat> 
Sorry, Speaking I'm stumbled. Because they'll, <laughs> they'll never get above midway. They're so low. Are you Man. talking about Jeremy's dump again when you say scrape the bottom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a huge dump. That's not a wiper. Uh, That's a power washer. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> power washer. Um, so uh, what, the lost point basically is he doesn't have his Tammy. Like He brings yep. her into the je- jealousy trap. He says, hey, check out my hot piece, Nikki Cox. And then like within seconds, he she walks out and then he turns to Nikki Cox and says, uh, yeah, you fucked that one up, bitch. And she slaps him in the face, rightfully so, leaves sure. him forever. And uh, yeah, there goes both of his uh, his ladies, you know. Yep. And it was at this point of the movie that I may or may not have trailed off in paying attention. (laughs) I caught the Jack Black song like I caught a lot of the stuff that happened after that was interesting. But I was like, there is so much dialogue that is unnecessary going on. I'll tell you how, how it all culminates in him coming back to his hometown and in the villain who's established earlier, uh, he's, he's one of the, the slave owners who gets killed in uh, Django Unchained. Who's this guy? Uh, MC Ganey. He's uh, the police chief who runs for governor. Yep. It's like he, fucking he comes back. Ryan Dennehy's brother or something. Dude, right? Like it's Brian Dennehy <laughs> and uh, the other guy, Stacy Keach, right? Like if you put those ah, two guys together. <laughs> yeah, Stacy Keach for sure. Yeah, maybe um, Michael Ironside's a little bit. I don't really know, but I can't. <laughs> Splinter, uh, his Splinter Cell himself? Uh, is that but, the guy uh, I'm thinking of? Who am I thinking Michael, of? Michael Ironside is uh, Sam Fisher, but he's in movies and stuff. and He, like, he looks kind of like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. but he comes back to town and, uh, he's the governor and he has this policy where it's, he's basically going to just arrest him for all the past troubles he's caused or preemptively sure. arrest well, him. Well, that was the for... deal he made with Terry was like, if he ever comes back, I'm arresting him and I'm throwing him in jail forever. You can... Oh, that's right. But yeah. The only thing that's not having me throw him in jail now, because he was on death row and then Terry got him off of death row. Why was he on death row? Ronnie was on death row. No, Roddy ends up on death row because oh, of MC right. Ganey's character okay. and his uh, yeah. policy. All right, you're right. So at the beginning, it was just jail, and this is much more than jail. Right. <laughs> suddenly, he now, gets a life or death like death stakes. Uh, sure. In, like in the third act of the movie, basically, he goes to jail, and uh, you don't really get to see much of the time he spends there. You just like Terry visits him, tells him like uh, hang tight. Like, but like Ronnie says, like I'm basically on death row and I'm gonna die. So hey, see you in hell. Hey, do something bad. Uh, make sure you get to hell. <laughs> and then he gets carried out of the room. And Terry like kind of goes on like this little crusade, doesn't he, to kind of um, get Ronnie out of prison through? How does he get him out? Like Terry was kind of jazzed that he got arrested though, right? Because he brings him back for the parade so he can propose to Tammy, which is where he gets arrested. And then when he's getting arrested, isn't Terry like, <laughs> for whatever nefarious purposes? I, I don't know. remember. Maybe I was misinterpreting the vibe. Again, it was like, this is still Could on. <laughs> this movie is still on. But at yeah. some point, oh, there's a conjugal visit or something, right? And then we get the Hollywood guy back. That's before the death row thing. Hollywood guy cuts back in and goes, we can't oh, show you this, obviously, for the full penetration purposes or whatever. <laughs> but here's a scene from a kid's movie, and it's the Jack Black, give her a kick. <laughs> In Give the her a cunt. Yeah, okay. Well, you said it. I was gonna. I don't know. There were words that we're not saying. <laughs> it's funny. to hear. Cunt to is hear not a word that we don't say on this show. I should have chorus. I should have. 
British man dancing and singing kicker in the cunt is it's uh, so catchy too it's, it's catchy. so good yeah. and Jack Black's turning on the charm you know he's he's staring at the barrel of that camera is smiling you know just dancing. nailing it dude <laughs> high school theater 101 just like straight A's right there a 2002 Jack Black too so this is like Orange County. Orange County at best. Yeah, like he's sure. Not even... Mars Attacks, maybe after. No, Mars Attacks. Oh God, he was in that. Yeah. Oh my Mars God. Attacks was when ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, I didn't realize it was that far before. Yeah. Uh, the Jackal. That was like yeah. Remember that? He gets killed. Uh, uh, Enemy of the State, right? He was in that. Oh shit. He had some like weird little roles leading yeah. up to his comedy. Oh, he was the radio DJ in the Fan. Was he? The Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes uh, movie? I think he worked at the radio spot. station in that. Okay. Blind spot. Gotcha. Um, Carry on. Uh, Jack Black sings the song. He gets yep. death row. We all stopped paying attention and we're trying to figure out what happened. Should we just cue it up? It's on my TV right now. Cause... Yeah, I just need to know how he got out of prison. I feel like they just like, don't they, do they? Jeremy's literally... asleep. We're going to get nowhere on this. <laughs> Did they literally break the wall to get him out? Probably. I, Let me look. Yeah, it was something. Sorry, audience. There's no way uh, to know. There's no way to know. Here. Yeah, there's really no way to know because you guys, chances are, you didn't see the movie, uh, <laughs> listeners, and that's fine. Uh, it's hard. To, it's kind of hard to find. You have to like. I paid money to watch this. Movie. I paid three dollars to watch yeah. it on Apple. Yeah. Had to pay three fucking dollars for. Enjoy run, run, it, run. listeners, for forty-eight hours. <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's not bad. Do you hey. want to watch it now? Do you Honestly, watch it right now? listening to this makes me want to watch it more app. than just seeing the cover of it or watching it 16 years ago or whatever. So I'd say it's a 20 year old movie. That's insane. Also. Yeah, that is insane. Because I, I remember like going to the family video movie lovers laugh and um, checking out the DVD shelf. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing Run Ronnie Run staring me down and saying it's the Mr. Show movie and like this little, little bubble on it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't watch Mr. Show, but I know of it. Yeah. Should I give this a shot? And it really came down to judging a movie by its cover. It was the David Cross bullhorns. Like, I was just like, this looks so stupid. I'm not Which was then Mullet and, and Rock Hands copied by Rain Wilson in The Rocker. <laughs> in the rock- which I had no problem renting when that came out, so that's just uh, sure. uh, that's a whole other ball game, I guess. Uh, that movie's not very good either. In my oh, opinion. so the getting out of jail, the fat kid, beat the governor's son, beats up all the uh, survivor people, right? And then he's right. just released or whatever because. So that's... thank you. Yeah. The survivor guys, it's a callback. Arlie Ermy, yeah, he's one of the guys on Survivor in the segment earlier, which felt like a sketch. Basically, the guy who gets uh, eliminated gets stabbed, and then they all <laughs> eat him, which is pretty pretty funny, you know. Hilarious, yeah. Uh, and they who was the guy? I thought it was Steve Gutenberg for a minute, but it doesn't actually look like he, him. It's uh, you know who that is? That is B.J. Porter. He's a okay, like a comedian writer guy. Gotcha. But um, they uh, Arlie Ermy, they got stranded on the island because Ronnie's show. Uh, where he gets gets arrested was uh, overshadowed their show so much so that they just left it alone and then the the survivors had to fend for themselves. Right. They made it back, and their condition is Ronnie. Even though he's on death row, he has to be released from prison so that they can kill him. And they kidnapped the governor's is a governor. <laughs> he's, he's a governor now. Yeah. 
Yeah, his son, his his his, and I say to say it, his his heavy, his fat son, because there's a song, "Fat Kid uh, Kicks Ass" or something. <laughs> By um, Anthrax. Like, he, he just is yeah. really into gaming, and that's all he wants to do. So he's in the like their, you know, the the classic Hollywood like warehouse that that uh-huh. kidnappers would take their hostage to, and uh, he's playing his video games, and um, that's when like the kid out of nowhere like breaks free from his ropes and like it with wire stunts oh, really over the top <laughs> with the song that we're talking about just beats the shit out of scott ackerman and arlie ermy yep. and uh, a couple other dudes and uh it's one of the funniest moments i think in the movie absolutely it's very like colin firth and the kingsman but also like bob odenkirk <laughs> and nobody like on the train like he's just going ham you know meets you know. Power Rangers, the movie, you know, so <laughs> a lot of cable work, a lot of high flying stunts, <clears throat> crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah, I feel like um, I'm forgetting one more scene that I I mean, we we kind of went over the Mandy Patinkin like later on. Oh, it's so good. Mandy Patinkin success. is so good. <laughs> They're like writing a musical yeah. about his life or whatever. And Mandy Patinkin, star of uh, what? Criminal Minds and Elmo in Grouchland. Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> I love Mandy Patinkin, dude. We're not talking about Princess Bride. We're talking about the things where he actually made a difference. That's right. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Homeland. He was in Homeland, I think. I love Mandy Patinkin. But yeah, so he like sings and he's singing the song and it's the dumbest song. And it's what? Y'all are brutalizing me. Y'all are brutalizing. And it's just it's that (laughs) stupid catchphrase. And then he's like, I really think you should be naked. It's a naked moment. And they're like, oh, whatever. We're not going to do that. And it cuts away. And then it cuts back. And there he is, fully committing, dude. Mandy Patinkin. The way it's shot from a a kind of a directing standpoint, a technical standpoint, we'll say, I think is brilliant. Because he walks off camera and he says he's going to do it. They pan over. He's in the back like barely in focus and he's nude and he's crossing his legs, like covering his junk and sincerely belting out the the song. Once he starts the song over, he's like, can't a man just sip his beer? But like just in the nude now. Oh, it's so good, dude. And it's his, and it's his idea. He's the one who's like, I, I, we need to do it. Look, look, I'm, I'm thinking about it as an actor. You want to talk yeah. about actors going to the director? Bring it something. Well, I guess we got to try it. Um, yeah. Feels he, like he's... that's another one. Like Miller doesn't. Troy Miller doesn't know Mandy Patinkin, right? Like he knows Bob Odenkirk or something. And Bob's like, "Do you want to do something?" Or he's like, "Hey, we're making a Mr. Show movie." And Mandy's like, "Oh, awesome! Yeah, let me do something." I hear. So. I hear Mandy's not speaking of kind of not so great reputations, kind of curmudgeons. Uh, oh, really? out there so it, it he must have some friendship with sure. or respect for for what they're doing or something yeah uh or, or they just, just he's the guy that they paid <laughs> <laughs> they just, all right, he's the budget guy. right yeah. he's james split. corden and trolls he's just the one guy they <laughs> oh. had to give money to to be there <laughs> i was gonna say his singing voice in the scene reminds me of uh barney gumble in uh simpsons like okay. he, he has like a, a surprisingly strong singing voice. You Very find good. out in the barbershop quartet episode. That's right. So I thought that was. Uh, Did you not see Elmo in Grouchland? Come on, dude. Uh-uh, he sings no. so much in that. It's an Sesame Street movie, but he's he the is. villain in Grouchland. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so good. Vanessa Williams is in it. It's amazing, dude. Elmo and Grouchland is so good. So unironically, do you really like Elmo and Grouchland? <laughs> unironically. 
Okay, yeah. it's probably nostalgia. There's probably nothing <laughs> technically great about it, but the songs are good. I watched it when my kids were like born. So my old my oldest who's now 14 watched it a bunch. Vanessa Cheers, Williams sings uh, great though, dude. <clears throat> and she was in Eraser, so like what's not to love? I Eraser <laughs> um, Jerry's yawning over here. <laughs> What's that to love? Eraser. Coffee. No, I didn't yeah. see Eraser. So I heard. Come the, on. I, sh- I know. I know. I'm being a dick. I was trying How to. How many minutes is the movie Eraser? Uh, I know. And I have all the time in the world. I'm looking up animal penises. Uh, you know. Guys, I know. Okay, first you call it crazy, then you call it an animal penis, and now I'm just fucking getting <laughs> angry. Hey, it's a tie-in. Grouchland, it's, my life. it's Muppety. It's a Muppet penis. A Muppet penis. Two kids with this penis. <laughs> I'm proud of this dick you got. My it. wife can't walk, but they're here. <laughs> but, she, but she don't need to. <laughs> I work. Uh, I can do it. <laughs> um, why, why, why would she need to walk? <laughs> that can't be. What do you mean they're so chocolate? Uh, how does the movie wrap up? The kid kicks the asses of the kidnappers. Uh, he gets released he from jail. Out. I think he marries Tammy again. I think that's how yeah. it ends. And then, oh, he gets a new show. He gets a new show yeah. because Tammy's like, I'll be with you again, but I, you can't be arrested ever again. And then as he gets out of jail, it's like he has a choice between Terry's car getting in and going back to Hollywood or Tammy's, sure. you know, beater. And, uh, it, she that's her condition and then they find a nice happy medium he finds a new show where he gets rescued and it's like he makes it hard for the rescue teams to rescue him. <laughs> uh, so Dobbs gets in rescued. some ways worse yeah <laughs> wasting the resources of fire departments and stuff but like we see like uh, what appears to be a pretty like high budget looking setup he has like an upside down car in like a a dam like the waterfall right. of a like the end of a dam and he's like standing on the car it's upside down and he he <laughs> says river dance <laughs> nice. we're like all right and then they're like we're trying to rescue you sir he's like no you guys are, are terrorizing me or whatever he's <laughs> brutalizing <laughs> brutalizing me yep. and like that's pretty much the end of the movie right yeah here's some since you don't do trivia and you do speculation Here's some speculative trivia for you that wasn't an expensive setup because they used it from a different movie. It was actually the car that went off the dam in Disturbing Behavior. So oh, they were just reusing another see uh, Sam's <laughs> other episode with us disturbing behavior, uh, which is perfect for Halloween. It's you know it's it's uh, scary you know. Yeah, put Dare this I on say... the playlist of movies where cars go off dams. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Two, one, two. Right Dude. there. All you need. Uh, maybe marathon. we did we did Psycho, didn't we? Did we do no? That was a different podcast I did years ago. Uh, anyway, we digress. Uh, we've done yeah, rope. <laughs> we did Rope. That's right. Oh, yeah. uh, great, great movie. Loved Rope. Hitchcock, uh, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, it's like a oneer, but it's 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 not quite a oneer, but oh, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. illusion of a oneer. Um, it's like that one where they put Ryan Ryan Reynolds in the box. Right? Uh, that one was boring. Yeah, it was. I saw that one. Yeah. Where the whole movie is just in one place, buried. Yeah. 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 Turns out I can't carry a whole movie in a box. Oh no, mint mold. Oh, but the Shyamalan that was in one place. Most of it was it Which... with the elevator. Devil. Oh, huh? uh, 
uh, true story. I saw the trailer and I was like, I know who it is. It's the red haired lady. In the <laughs> and my friends went to see it and they're like, yeah, you were right. Like, I love being right. Oh, and speaking of being right. I had this conversation with somebody today. The friend's house that I watched Run, Ronnie, Run at in the year 2005 or 2006. I also watched the movie The Machinist at the oh. same friend's house. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes into that movie, I said fight club and they were like what are you talking about i was like it's fight club i was like he's not sleeping that guy's not real he's his own worst enemy and they were like shut up and they got to the end and i was like did i call yeah. fight club sorry to spoil yeah. the machinist for anybody who hasn't seen it it's, hilarious the movie Love is a right. body it's a body transformation documented that's all it is that's what the machinist yeah. is you it's know. just to see, yeah, it's that and Vice, and it's just to see what Christian Bale will do to get work. <laughs> like, Chris, you don't have to go through all this. You don't have to do it. Oh, that. no, I like it. Us, what it's can really I say? Cool. It's really good. I think it's necessary for the character. And they're like, yeah, but Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio doesn't have to do that. And he goes, good for you. Oh, good for you. <laughs> well, it's fucking distracting. We're done professionally, man. I love it. That's my favorite performance of his. It's his, so uh, genuine. It's raw. <laughs> you believe it's raw. it? My, my favorite performance <laughs> you know? is anytime he's in a, a publicity interview pretending to be uh, tolerant of anything that's happening. Yep. He like, doesn't want to be there. Sure. Um, anyway. I also like that's... when he goes, where's Wow? That's one of my favorites, too. It's really good. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about one more thing. Can I say one more thing that's like egregious and that's jeremy ronnie's... went to sleep like 10 minutes ago so it's fine we, we have to talk we about to. we have to talk about ronnie's like illegitimate asian son with the giant feet oh who is dubbed God. by david cross <laughs> doing a bad voice? asian <laughs> accent like a chinese accent what is happening with I the feet know. the worst part of the movie it's right so there bad. okay that's yeah. probably the third time that i laughed in the movie <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's so bad but i was like what because it, it was, was so uh, unexpected it's a hat on a hat because the kid has the bit is he has giant feet like and then he like they have David Cross dubbing over his every line of dialogue like in a bad Asian voice. It's just yeah. Which is what like a, a jab at Asian movies that are dubbed over by Asian Americans. I, I don't. What is it? But the um, but speaking of Asian American movies, but speaking of which the. Uh, the the outtakes where they mimic Jackie Chan's outtakes. That's what oh, that sure. was, by the way. Uh, if anyone gotcha. was wondering, the red jumpsuit guys. Because every time Jackie Chan beefs it, and he, there's a lot of uh, stunt reels, outtake reels, he always gives a cheesy plastered smile and the yep. thumbs, and the thumbs up, up as they're yeah. taking him away. I love that. That's like one of my favorite gags, and it's the credits. I, I literally like looked away for a brief moment, and then I look up, and he's like getting like I hear David Cross <laughs> get hurt, and I'm like, oh, what happened? And he's getting wheeled away with like that big gash in his back or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And then it yeah. wasn't until the next one that I realized, ah, it's a joke. It's a joke. And, uh, yeah. During Fucking, during these credits. It feels stupid. One more factoid is you guys might have heard a song played during these credits that's like a Huey Lewis style, like mm-hmm. upbeat, like uh, working for a living type song. Power of Love. This was <laughs> like. Ackerman's contribution that the, and like the director didn't like him, which is why this song is so buried in the mix, sure. is 
his bit was, uh, I want to do a credit song where they sum up what happened in the movie, but not only that, they tell you how you felt about it. So it's like, when Ronnie did this, you thought it was nice. <laughs> like, And it's a great bit, but it's so buried in the fucking sure. mix that you can't even hear it. So That's genius. Fucking yeah. Troy Miller. Troy yeah. Miller, dude. What a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I, I have one more thing, too. This is my last thing. As offensive as the yellow face thing was, and as funny as the Jackie Chan outtakes were, whatever we think about those, David Cross and Jackie Chan were both in Kung Fu Panda with Jack Black. So, oh man, there's your. We degrees. arrived there. We arrived it. I think they should change <laughs> the Kevin Bacon thing. It should be a new Six Degrees of Blank, and who should it be? Is the question. Mhm. 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 Who's in everything? You mean? <clears throat> Yeah. Oliver Platt, Six Degrees of Oliver Oh, Platt. that's a good... I mean, I'm like, you're the perfect person to ask. Hollywood right. cast connection here. Uh, Oliver Platt is a great uh, fucking pick for that. Did you see that Kevin Bacon is now canonically in the MCU? Yeah, so good. <laughs> uh, I, As I, I, Kevin I Bacon? I guess I think that's cool. Like, of it's course funny. the Guardians would do that. They had David yeah. Hasselhoff play himself, yeah. you know? That's True. fine. It's uh, Jer, what do you think of the Guardians uh, teaser and the the Quantumanium trailer? Still haven't seen that. Um, what are you talking Jer- about? <laughs> oh man, no, I, fuck I, you, man! Come on, <laughs> Quantumania looks. It's like, what uh, are we doing again? Podcast? And I watched it on my phone. I intend to watch it again, actually, uh, on the TV. And uh, I did not watch the Guardians teaser. I heard about the Kevin Bacon thing, and I was like, whatever. Oh, okay. Fair I enough. saw it on Kevin Bacon's Instagram. <clears throat> it's very funny. Yeah, I, I, uh, I liked them both. I thought they both looked promising. So that's true. Uh, Jerry, you're on the Instagram, right? You could look it up on Kevin Bacon's. What's your handle on Instagram again? I don't. Guy gets heartburn <laughs> from drinking sugared beverages. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you're not wrong there, man. I've been getting heartburn a lot lately. I believe it. That's all I'm thinking when you're like, and Jerry, we're going to try this. And I'm like, that looks awful, dude. Stop. Why are you? <laughs> There's like 19 different Mountain Dews. You're going to die. <laughs> you can't I've tried soda. literally mm-hmm. in the first 100 reviews I did, 25 of them were Mountain Dews. <laughs> it tracks. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how much longer I can go on that. <laughs> sure. I'll go, I'll go you, are until... you getting the tremors? No. He's getting withdrawals now when he doesn't like, have soda. That's what it is. I, seriously, because I drink, you know, a fair amount. Caffeine. I'm sure. noticing little little parts of my body involuntarily shake, temp, like intermittent every now and then. Nice. It's because of the sugar and the caffeine. So you're yeah. growing new receptors in different places yeah. now. They're just <laughs> you may have a tumor, Daniel. You need to yeah. get that shit. So I got that to look forward to. That'll be fun. <laughs> uh, stay tuned I, for that, you guys. I he must, said I got all the time in the world. I must. Leave. Maybe not. I, I must. Yeah, I eat must, those words. I must leave. I have to end this episode. Goodbye, Jeremy. Uh, Bye, uh, Jer. I don't have a lot. I don't have much longer, so I'll just say it was. It's been good. It's been a good time. It's been very fun. Are you guys uh, are really. You want really want to keep going? I mean, are we no, done? I, I'm ready. Oh, I'm, we covered the movie and everything else. Like we probably talked about that movie for 20 minutes, and then everything else was way more entertaining than that movie. Fun. Yeah, so. that's why people come. I, I'd like to yeah. think that's why they. They don't. They're not. They don't care about Run, Runny, Run, do they? No one does. Like, wait a minute. Huh. They forgot. When about I picked this it, moment. I didn't honestly care about it. I was just like, whatever. It's David Cross. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah.
And then as soon as I watched it again, I was like, I genuinely thought about texting you and being like, I apologize for picking this terrible uh, movie. <laughs> you know, I've I've gotten the apologies on the back end by guests in the past because sure. of movies that they pick. And it's all good. It's, you know, it's all it good. It prompts some interesting conversations, right? We talked yeah. about comedy. Yeah. We talked about generational things. We talked about Jeremy doing racist impressions. It's fine. We've got it <laughs> we all We talked about my totally normal, nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong. Yeah. With it, penis. Funhouse dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a funhouse. You know what? Because everyone, my my wife is very satisfied too. God damn it! All right, that is uh, <laughs> that is gonna be it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, we've only got a couple more episodes left before we take our annual uh, winter break. So be on the lookout for these final two. And until those episodes arrive, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Sam Carr. That is a wrap. What do you mean you're out of chocolate? How can that be?